I can hear the voice from that place. Now let your spirit read it now. Shall we say together? Say after me, my God shall arise. He will have compassion on me. It is my time for him to show me favor. My appointed time has come. I can't see smile in the face of some people. I said, say after me, the Lord my God will arise. He will have compassion on me. For the time to show me favor has come. My appointed time is now. This is the word of the Lord for us in this year. Now can I say something to you? For you to understand better before we go into a few things. Please clock my time. Now, what is February for Christ's tabernacle? Yes, month of power. But let me help you understand why February and what's February. I was a lance of ill. Very successful one. You know, I don't do anything that is not successful. I'm not successful in. Anything you lay your hands on, if you are a child of God, it is bound to be successful. It is compelled to be successful. I would together now. I was a very good lance of ill. I'm very, very successful. And I came into England to do PhD. In remote sense, in a satellite geodesy. In 1983, and 84, I went to Nigeria back to seek a scholarship from British Council. Because for my PhD, I needed a scholarship. And in February, February, this time, this month, 84, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a breakfast and lunch at dinner table, somebody who was supposed to bless the table of dinner, she was to pray for the food and she prayed for 30 minutes. When everybody is seated around the table and somebody is praying for 30 minutes just to eat, I expected prayer for, for food to be blessed this food, Lord, for Christ's sake, isn't it? You are used to that. Hallelujah. But she kept on praying in tongues and praying in tongues and I opened my eyes. That when Auntie finished praying, at least, at last, he would say in Jesus' name, I would say, Amen, I want to eat. And she said to me suddenly, Thus said the Lord to you, Alfred, my son. This should be your last meal for three days. And you must not see the sun for three days for the things I'm about to reveal to you. That was it. 30 minutes speaking in tongues, few seconds to deliver the message. So, I decided that, well, and my auntie said to me, you are lucky that God is permitting you this dinner. Because I was living with my auntie then, my wife and I, and uh, she said, after this dinner, you have what God said. I said, yes, auntie. But what will God tell me than the scholarship I wanted, as far as I'm concerned? So, I went into the room, and I started a journey of three days without food and water. And my wife decided to join me, and she would break her fast every day. On the third day, February 1984, by 3 a.m., I was sitting down on my sofa when I saw... Right before me, the heavens, my, the wall of my house broke open. And in the highest heaven, I saw a man who took a, a mat and he threw it to the earth. When he threw it to the earth, it became a road. And it came down right from heaven, right to my house. And he started walking down alone on that path, holding some things in his hand. 
And he walked straight away to where I was and entered into my room. And he said to me, Alfred, as he said that, I saw my carcass, my body sitting down, and I saw me get out of that body and move towards him. And he said to me, go now to London and start the work. And I said to him, I'm in Lanceville. And he said to me, what you should do first, you now do last. Go now. As he stretched his hands towards me, his, he was holding a gown like the bishop's robe. You see me wear that um, during this week, really. And I won that among you. That's why I wear a robe. And the robe came upon me, and he gave me a staff like the military officer's staff with a brass tag in the top of it. And he gave me the Bible. And he stretched his hand and picked me up. We flew through the clouds like you are going in the plane. And we landed in London. When we landed in London, because I came from London, I knew where I was. And which is very significant and symbolic. And then I saw both of us walking. We were holding meeting, crusade. And the people who were there were in their millions. There was no place for people to stand. This nation cried unto God who lives forever and ever. And the crusade continued. We moved to another part of, of England. At that time, I haven't left London at all. I only lived, lived in London. And I saw these other parts of the United Kingdom. We moved into it. And then after going to those places, we came back to London. And we were walking together. And he was speaking with me. While he was speaking with me, I looked towards my right to see the voice speaking to me. And I could not see him, but I saw his legs. And when I looked at his legs, his knees, just around the knee area, went into the clouds. And the rest of his body was, you know, in the, in the midst of heavens. But it was as if he was speaking right before my ear. And we kept on speaking. And as we moved a little bit further, I saw him again. He was standing beside me, about nine foot tall. And he held my hand. And we moved back to Nigeria, where I was in Lagos. And we came back to my house. And he said to me, this is the purpose for which I've created you. Go now and start the work. And then he walked away back in his cloud. And as he walked on his road, the road rode after him. Then I came into my body, conscious again. I decided not to tell anybody because I don't want to be a pastor. I didn't understand that it was ego then, which I did understood eventually. I didn't want to be a pastor because Pentecostal, I've seen what Pentecostal churches did to pastors. When they died, they kicked, up their, kicked off their wives from the vicarage and their children languished and suffered. Nobody cares for them. So I made up my mind, I don't want to be a pastor. I want to be a successful engineer and make money so that I can take care of my family. I know Pentecostal churches where the pastor will pray for everybody and God will bless them from primary school, secondary school, university, and they become rich. But to buy a car for the pastor to use, it was an argument debate in the presbytery. And some of them had two cars, three cars, Mercedes Benzes in those days. They live in gorgeous, fantastic houses. But their pastors should live in a, in a, in a ragged room, uncared, uncared for. While they are getting blessed and getting rich, they never remember the man of God. 
They believe that he should suffer till death. But when they are in trouble, they come to him. He prays for them and God takes away the problem. And so, I have a bad experience of how church, church, churches or Christians treat ministers of God. And that is why I decided I'm not going to be a minister. I hate to be told in my life what will become of my life tomorrow by man. I want my life in my hands and determine what limits I can earn, what limits I can go and what I can do. But then the Lord told me, if you serve me faithfully, I will bless you. He said to me, if you are faithful to me, I will bless you. And so the journey began. But you see, I told you a little bit of that story because on Sunday we are going to talk about it a lot more. I came back to England and the Lord led me to a Baptist church. From the Baptist church, do you have my Baptist church on the board, please? Oliver Therefore Baptist Church. And that is where I met this young, 50-year-old, beautiful lady. Did you not see Pastor David when she led you into the service? Eh? Huh? <laughs> uh, well, you are late, that's why. You, you are, may God deliver you from lateness. Or late runs. Eh? I met her... I met her 31 years ago in that Oliver Baptist Church. Let me help you understand this. What I wanted to know in this meeting before we go, before I take you into your own destiny is this. Not the, not the whole story, but you need to know where we hail from. If you belong to this house, you need to know that Christ with Tabernacle did not begin because somebody just felt God is calling him and he broke out from a church to go and start something. We didn't begin like that. We didn't begin like that. We did not break out from any church at all. Really, when God called me, I was begging churches. And this church was established according to the principle of the book of Acts. When I came from Nigeria, we were attending New Testament Church of God. And so, and I told my wife, we're going to New Testament Church of God. And everybody were waiting for us. But when we knelt down to pray, in an open vision, the Lord Jesus revealed to me a building and a street which is the Oliver Depot Baptist Church. And when the Lord revealed that building to me, He said, this is where you worship me today. So I told my wife, that is the building. The Lord revealed to me in the dream. On the left side of the building, if you move further towards the northern hemisphere, you will see a bridge behind the building. I saw that bridge. And after that bridge, I saw the church. And I saw the street. And then... I told my wife that this is where we're going to worship God. There's a street here and blah, blah, blah. My wife said, what about if we go there, we don't find it? He said, but they have been waiting for us in the, in the New Testament church. I said, yes, but the God of heaven opened my eyes to see an open vision. And told me in that vision right this morning that we should worship him there. That was how we entered. We went, looked for the place, we found the place, and we went there. <coughs> Let me say this to you. When the Lord commissioned me, <coughs> eventually, don't worry, when the Lord commissioned me eventually, thank you Lord, when the Lord commissioned me eventually, which on Sunday will tell you more stories about that, we were worshipping this church, Christ with Tabernacle was, he started in my house. The first meeting in my house was 33 people, and it grew every week. And when we now grew beyond 72 Ludwig Mills, SA14, 
6 NG. I think I'm correct. When we grew beyond that, we moved into Hughesfield Community Center. Now, we were holding meeting once in a, in a week, Bible study, in Hughesfield Community Center. My heart is that everyone who professes to know Jesus will know Bible. It is a good thing to say, I am a Christian. But it is the saddest thing, or the most sadistic occurrence in life, for you to say you are a Christian and yet you do not know the Bible. It is like somebody who claims to be a medical doctor and he never went to medical school. Or somebody who claims to be a lawyer, but he doesn't even, he hasn't done the basics of law. You cannot claim to be an engineer unless you are fully trained in it. So you cannot claim to be a Christian without knowing the Bible. It's a waste of one's life entirely or not. So I teach people Bible that you must know the truth, you must know the scriptures. And that is what one of the days... February 84, February 84, and that February 84 was the last, I gave you the date some time ago before I left, because I, something happened, I went to the, to the, to the calendar of 1984, and I found that date written the day Apostle received the vision of Oliver. It was the last Tuesday. And we were holding the prayer meeting after the Bible studies. We prayed. And when we prayed, I was praying for the church that the members to, to close them. And I saw an open vision. Open vision is not imagination in your head. This week, in the evenings, we're going to be dealing with the gift of the Spirit right through. If you want to receive the gift of the Spirit, let me say this to you. Don't miss any night program this week. We will deal with the gift of the Spirit so detailed. By open vision, I saw this building. Like I saw the first building. And the Lord was standing in the vision and said to me, Tell these people to meet you in this building this Sunday at 2 p.m. How can I tell people to meet me in a building that I do not know? Which we do not own. Tuesday, and we are meeting there Sunday. And he showed me the address and everything. And I told the people, do you know New, Aust uh, New Cross Austin's church? Oh, some of them said they do. Others said we don't. Okay? Those of you who know it, describe it and they describe the place. And I said, all of you write it down. They wrote it down. The Lord Jesus said we will hold our first meeting in that building this Sunday at 2 p.m. Everybody was happy. You know something with Christ the Tabernacle? They do not doubt God. They do not doubt God. Because I have never for 28 years spoken that God said this will happen in this nation at such and such a time, and it did not. Never happened here. When God tells me that this is what will happen on this Monday way, look at last, week, last year, May, God said to us that Theresa May will, will, you know, we should pray for the decision the government will make. And we prayed for her. And the first day of that month, she made the decision, which backfired. But it's a good one. Because that one, that decision, God allowed it for us to be able to really rethink and then take right decision in England. And that is what is happening. So therefore, I went out the second day to look for the building, found the building, the rest is story. 
This is how on Sunday, contrary to the legacy of the Anglican Church, which is, if anybody will use their building, they have to apply, and it has to wait for the next committee meeting, which will be the following month, and they have to dis uh, discuss it. It may not be decided for the next three months, but it was given to us in a few days. I will talk more detail about this in next week's bulletin. So, by vision, I saw the Baptist church I was sent to. By open vision, I saw Austin's church, where CFT started. Let me tell you something. I have, had often, I have often had a statement among New Age Pentecostal people. People will be in the church leadership, they will say that God is sending them to move on. Then they will be asking you to release them. If God is sending you, who, why should you be released by man? Huh? Someone said, God is sending me, and you are coming to man to release you. It looks contradictory. If God is sending a man, he doesn't look for man. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 9, when Jesus appeared to Saul, and Saul became blind, alright, they took him to the house of Simon the Tanner. Saul did not ask for anyone to lay hands on him. The same God went to Ananias, and Jesus, who appeared to Paul, gave Ananias the address where Paul was, and told Ananias, go there. And lay hands on this man. Ananias said, no, Lord, he's a killer, he's a murderer. And Jesus said, go, for he is a chosen vessel. Anything contrary to that method is of the devil, or of man. Many people are shipwrecked today because they chase destiny rather than follow destiny. That is, they chase what God has not sent them rather than fulfilling the mandate of heaven. Whenever a man do that, God frustrates him. I would together now. It is not something you desire to be a minister of God because heaven determined them before you were conceived. I want to be a pastor, I want to be a pastor. If you, are not, if you want to be a pastor and God had not ordained you, if they lay hands on you, nothing will happen to you, just be ordinary person. Because grace is given before you were conceived in your womb. I showed that in the Bible. You can say you are a leader. A leader is not shown for his title, it's shown for those who are following him. It is followership that determines leadership. I will gather now. So let me say something to you. This is how Christ with Tabernacle started. But now, by vision we started, no wonder, up till today, every step that we have taken, or most steps that we have taken in CRT came by open heavenly vision. Just as we read in the book of Acts chapter 9, in the book of Acts chapter 8, alright, with Philip, in the book of Acts chapter 13, and the book of Acts chapter 10 in Cornelius. Exactly as it's written in the Bible, that is what this church experienced. And those of you who have been here for more than a week will confirm to me that God speaks in this house. I cannot hear your amen. Now, if this is how this church began, and up till now, I who was sent by the message, still hear God, still see, still operate God. It is your turn. I said it is your turn. Look, let me help you with this. You can say to me that you are very happy to be a, 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 a Christian. I'm very happy to be a member of CFT. I'm happy for you too. But I'm happier for you to step into my shoes. That everything that I do while I was in your midst, you could do. But adventure, God will take me home next year. For me, I don't have a time to depart. 
The period God gave me to live on earth is not demanded for me to live it. Really, I don't want to live it. I don't want to live all the time God gave me. What is important to me is that I finish my work. If God, the way God is going now, releasing me into the nations, if I finish my work, I want to rush my work and finish quick. So that I can tell you one day that I'm just going. I've finished my work. Now it's the time is is it's left to me to decide whether I want to stay or not, not stay. Because there is nothing in this world to chase for. There is nothing in this world to chase for. At least I have climbed the ladder to frustration now. You don't understand. I have climbed the ladder. I wanted to be a lance of you. I bid. We started CFT Church. I decided to go and study multimedia arts. I got a degree in it. Now, in my old age, I studied bricklaying. I'm certified bricklayer. Now, I went to the field of law. I finished my LLB. I have, I have just few days to complete my LLM with a distinction. With a distinction because in all my theories, I got distinction. I'm submitting my dissertation this week. Okay? Or by next week maximum. Now, am I finishing? No. I have to qualify in New York as a New York bar, Anthony. I finish the New York bar by next year. I finished my Institute of Chartered Arbitration, and I show you the certificate during this week, called into Institute of Chartered Arbitration. International Arbitration. I'm an arbitrator now. I'm finishing my bar in England next year. Listen to me. I finish my bar in England next year. I finish my, my if that is, you know, call to buy in England, call to buy in New York. I'm finishing my solicitors next, this year, December, I'll finish my solicitors talk. Now, do you know what I'm saying to you? When I finish that, I have booked in for my PhD in law. Okay? Having said that, tell me what is in this world. What is in this world? What is in this world? I have sat as a prophet for more than 42 years. As a seer, by the way, I have sat in the office of apostles. I've seen blind see in my meetings. I've seen lame walk. I have seen dead bodies raised in my ministry. I've seen, I've confronted devil in his own territory. I've gone to the forbidden forests of Africa, where many people run, run away from going. And I've seen heads of court bow before me with all their charms, take their charms and burn them to ashes. Exactly as written in the Bible, my life is. So what else? Heaven is better, man. But if I live, I live for you. All right? And if I live for you, I live for you to do the things I've been doing. Gone are the days that some people lie to, to God's people that they are the only one that God can use. Jesus said in the book of Mark 16, verse 17, These times we follow them that believe, in my name they will cast out all devils, not some devils, all devils. A born again today can cast out the highest devil right on the spot. And the people of God needs to know that. To cast that devil is not because you fasted, it's because you are born again. Jesus said, this sign will follow those who believe. So when you accept Jesus, he stamp you with a sign. You have the power to cast out the devil in whose name? In the name of Jesus Christ. The church should know that and celebrate it. I tell you that, what Jesus told me. Alright? In the book of John 14, 12... It says that if you believe in me again, you will do the things I have been doing, and greater works shall you do. Because I do what? Go to my Father. I want to see you do greater works than I do in this church, in the nations of the world. I want to see prophets rise among you. I want to see seers rise among you. I want to see apostles manifest among you. Evangelists and teachers and pastors, more of you. You sit in the pew of this church to be trained for your eternity. 
Listen to me, dear brethren. Why would I say all these things to you today? Because your appointed time has come. You know, I prayed something for you last year. When God gave me ease in my LLM, and it's so, it's so confusing as well, that I'm getting distinction in postgraduate in law. At my age, as you're struggling to retain memory, that is what human analysis is. But when I got my result, I read my result to you every week. And you follow the result every week. As I got A star, got B, one day I got C. I told of you to intercede. <laughs> and while you are interceding, I read more. That if they are praying for me to make their prayer work, I must not give myself sleep. And God used that to train me as a warrior. Because if reading law, my way of thinking has changed, my attitude towards life has changed, my habit to sleep has changed. Now when I stop reading law, I have a discipline that must be filled with something. It will be filled by the Spirit. Amen. I would get it now. God didn't send me there to go, and, to go and practice law. I would get it now. Well, I practice it with you. You are my punching bag. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why do I want to qualify as a barrister in America? If they touch any Christian in America, we just take the plane and go. I'm a member, a board member of a law firm called Liberty Council. And that is the Jerry Fowler University Law Department. Really, I'll be a professor emeritus there once I finish my PhD. To teach law to Africans, to teach law in America. But God's jurisprudence. I would gather now. But let me say this to you, therefore. If God, when God was giving me all this ease, I was led by the Holy Spirit to pray for you last year, January. That day, the Lord told me to put my hand on my head, which I did. When I raised it up, he said, pray that the ease I've given you in your old age should be received by all offspring of this house. And I prayed that prayer for you. Check testimonies of what started happening since then. For last year ending, this church gave birth to 24 first class graduates. One, one in university. 24 in a church in England that some people are giving testimonies of frustration and testimonies of failure CFT gave birth to youths who came out with first class in various fields 24 including a grandmother now don't talk about that we have others who went to do master's degree because I went to do my master's in law people who have, who have given up that well I cannot went back and I have distinctions among them. If I didn't achieve much, I've achieved that. I've achieved helping you to know that you have better things inside you. You only need to take a step. I achieved destroying all apathy. All this, I cannot, I cannot, when it comes to good things, I achieve destroying it in, the, in, in my members, those who listen to me. So, all the fear the devil can use to attack people and hinder them from destiny, I achieved unveiling that and destroying it completely. Now, for those of you who have been listening to me, you know, also last Sunday, I told you your age is not a barrier to destiny. Moses discovered destiny at the age of 80, and he fulfilled it. Caleb at the age of 80. And Caleb said, I'm as young as I was when I was 40. 
Joshua, in his old age, discovered destiny. There's no such a thing that there is an age you cannot fulfill. I have said to them in New Cross, everybody who is over 60, I'm going to form a club. And it is a club of the retirees. We will take over in this nation. They are looking at me like that. We will form a party of the old people. We will appoint our own counselors. We will appoint our own... Uh, at least I can tell you about, about, about uh, where the future lies with England when it comes to Brexit. I can tell you an expert opinion about that. We know where the money is in England. International trade. Our head is international and it's a trade. Don't you think? You know, when you are, when you are younger, you, 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 you attempt many things, isn't it? But when you are older, you don't do much risky things. Because you know you are old. A young man is like a young goat. English people, you don't understand what a goat is. You don't know what a young goat is. Because you have never seen one. You have always been in London, you see. A young goat, I wish I can put all of you in a jet bomber and carry you to my mother's village. To go and see how a young goat behaves. A young goat, eh? he will just decide to spring up. Among other goats, he knows he will fall to the ground. He will fall and roll, and he will jump on the ant hill, the very small hill like this. He wants to stand with four legs on the hill. So he will be, he will be rocking and rocking around some assault, but you won't see the mother go do that. Because the older you are, the less you do risky things. I will together now. You, you go and tell those who are old when you get to the um, uh, uh, street lights. And um, you know, some of you, when it goes uh, yellow, you run. Isn't it? An old man will wait until green happens. <laughs> and when green happens, he will not run. He will work majestically. So, what I'm saying to you, therefore, is some people will always feel that, oh, when you are old, you know, you don't have any more thing to offer. We have better things than the young ones to offer. Uh, you don't hear what I'm saying? I'm going to start a party, a national party of old people. We will appoint our own prime minister. We will appoint our own members of parliament. We will appoint European members of parliament waiting for the day that Britain will go back to Europe. Hallelujah, somebody. What am I saying to you? What do you expect this very month, this week rather? What do you expect from today to next Sunday? What you expect is this. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all together in one place, in one accord. So the first thing is, they say, suddenly a, 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 a wind, you know, a, a tongue like, uh, sorry, a, 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 a noise like a violent wind filled the place, and a tongue like fire came down and separated itself and rested upon everybody. And it says, and they began to speak in new tongues. In this week, the unction of heaven will descend upon you. He will enable you to do what you could not do before. He will change your tongue. An enablement comes. Why? Because appointed time came. You see, the apostles were there 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, locked up in a room, hopeless and afraid, and kept on praying. They did not expect the Pentecost, but it came suddenly. This week, God will suddenly rest upon you. It is our appointed time. Can I say this? 
The enablement they received was unto man. Because they received ability to speak other dialects. They are not linguists. Africans came, Ethiopians, the Jews were speaking Ethiopian language to them. Uh, the Bible says so. Acts chapter 2. People came from Greece, and the Jews were speaking Greek language to them. The 120 spoke every tongue that came. And people say, are these people not Jews? Your life will turn around this week. I say your life will turn around this week by God. You will enter into a supernatural that will be obvious before people that something has happened to you. People say, are these not Greek speaking, Jewish speaking people? How do we hear them speak Hellenists? How do we hear them speak uh, Greece or Greek or, or African languages? So, on the appointed time of God, God visits people and enablement will come. Second thing, Genesis chapter 18. If you look at verse 1 of Genesis chapter 18, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great tree of Mammon, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. The next verse, please. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Listen to me. God will not pass you by this week. He will stop in your house this week. Look at what it says in the scripture. The next verse says, let a little water be brought. And then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. He didn't know he was attending to God. He thought he was talking to three men. The next verse says, Let me get you some, something to eat so you can be refreshed. And then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant, and they said very well, they answered, Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Watch this. Quick, he said, get three sears of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. Why? They want to attend visitors, strangers. Then he ran to the herd and settled and selected a, a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare the food. He then brought some cords and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them while they ate he stood near them under the tree hold it there do you know something about people who love God they are, work, they are hard working people no lazy man can love God really when you love God and you are lazy he changes your attitude for God is a hard working God he watches over the whole world at the same time if you, have, if you are struggling with laziness, laziness, just give your life to Jesus. It will be spontaneous. The life of God comes into a man. He transforms your reasoning first. He changes your humanity to God eating. He changes your reasoning ability to God's own reasoning ability. Really, when you are too slow, Holy Ghost will kick in and think for you. Because you love the Lord. That's why I tell all of you, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Remember I told you something last week. You want success in this world. Show me how many people you have made successful. Eh? 
You want God to make you successful? Show me somebody that you have helped to be successful. If you didn't, forget about God. <laughs> he will stop by you. Because in fulfilling, in helping others to fulfill destiny, that is where your destiny is fulfilled. Remember? Come on now. This man, Abraham, was a hard-working man. Now, look at the next verse. I have ten minutes more. I finish now. Where is your wife, Sarah? Listen. They ask him. They are in the tent. He said. Shall we live together? The Lord said. Uh huh. Excuse me. What, is, what does God do in that point of time? God said to Sarah in her 90s that you will have a son. That is, in the appointed time, God makes the impossibility of your life to become possible. Look, look, look. This week it shall be so to you. Even if you did not say amen, I enforce it upon your life. The success you could not make for years will be given to you in this week. The strength you could not have for years will be given to you in this week. God will branch your house. He will touch your body. He will touch your family. He will touch your children. He will touch everything that concerns you. Whether you say amen or not, it shall be so unto you. The King of Heaven will visit you in this week. Listen to me. He doesn't pass by for joke. God does not pass a people for sample. He passes them for mandate. And when God visited Abraham, he didn't look at minor problems of Abraham. He attended to the main problem, the main issue. This man is rich, hardworking, he has servants, he has wealth. But why should he not have a child? Haven't God promised him? For over 20 years, the promise did not happen. And yet he was faithful. No matter how long it is, he was faithful. You don't serve God because of what you get from God. You serve God because he is God. Because whatever God promised you, in his own time, he shall make all things beautiful. I say he shall make all things beautiful. I say he shall make all things beautiful. My spiritual mother, about 45 years ago, I went to visit him. And he said to me, you are doing lands of vain. You should have been a lawyer. A prophet who does not, not educated, but he reads, she reads only Bible by the Holy Spirit. She can't read any other book. And I looked at my mother, my spiritual mother, and I said, Lord, forget about it. I don't like reading books without calculations because my head is mathematics and physics. That is my head. When I was in class four, I don't know what you call it, year whatever. <laughs> class four, that is the year before. You finish your GCSE. What do you call that here? It's a Chuku boy. Year 10. When do you finish the secondary school here? God forgive you. All right. <laughs> because you give all these years, big, big number. When you say year 11, someone thought you have finished all the books. That is, that is. When I was in year, year 10, you said, and according to you, year 10, class 4, I finished the the. A-level, Nelcon, and Abbott. Those of you who, were, who probably were in that time will recognize. They are the two books written for physics. I finished them from page one to the last page. I solved every problem there. And at the end of my book, I wrote QED at class four. 
When there was nothing for me to read in physics, I now picked up Nelkon and Parker. I still have it today for evidence. And I read Nelkon and Parker, which is the advanced level. That is the physics they do in A level. By the time we finished our class five, before I did my GC, I have finished all the calculations in Nelkon and Parker, page one to the end, and I wrote their QED. Really, every, every problem in physics I would like to solve, I would look for alternative ways to solve it through mathematics. I was drunk of physics and maths. I hated every other thing apart from physics and maths. And my sweetheart mother said, you are going to be a lawyer. I said, it can never be me. Because those who are lawyers, they love to read without looking, they are calculating. I don't like it. I'm not, I don't think my brain is for that. You know something? <laughs> that was what I was. But look at me now. If there's a regret I have in my life, is that I did not study law when I was young. I would have left school of surveying to study law. Because by now in law, I would have been a voice on earth. But that's not too late. I said it's not too late. That's the reason why I'm not stopping my law in LLM. And anything that a lawyer can be, any association a lawyer can be, I'm putting my head there. Hey, yes, so when I heard of this charter arbitration, I said, there is one called arbitration. I will be an arbitrator. I put my head there. They talk about silence, I put my head there. New York bar, I have my number given already. Nigerian bar, I said, it's going to be the last I will do. <laughs> I will do it, but it will be the last. When I'm qualified in England, I'm qualified in America, then I, will, I can leave all of you for one year. Which means that among you, apostles have raised... Prophets are risen. Because what you hear on this movie must continue. Thank God for some of you who God is raised now. But I will see workers of miracles, signs and wonders with my eyes. Sit down here, you preach and dead will rise, lame will walk, blind will see. Then I will go and do Nigerian bar. Because now if I leave you here, I can go to Nigeria, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying to you? When God visits you, Okay, the promise God made for uh, to you, either is thirty years, it's, it doesn't matter. The year and the time of God's visitation, He will make those things happen. Yeah. He told Abraham at the age of seventy, he was now almost hundred. Can you understand me? Someone says that a woman, a woman who is uh, who has passed uh, a poop, but, uh, 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 menopause. What do you mean by menopause? Look at the next verse. Let me show you by menopause. Abraham and Sarah were already what? Old and well, well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of child. What they were saying there is he has passed the age of menopause. Is it menopause you call it? Menopause. Doctor? Menopause. Now, let me help you something. Whether it's menopause or menopause, no problem. If your condition is terrible, and the more terrible your condition is, the easier for God to be glorified. The husband advanced in age, and the woman advanced in menopause. The next verse says what happened. So Sarah what? To herself. He loved that, she loved that God. Now what is this visitor saying? She didn't know it was God. How if this visitor, after eating the calf and after eating all the food we prepared, he should have just gone his own way? How can he come 
and say to me, did you not look at me? I don't have breasts anymore. My hips are gone. All hormones have stopped. I have stopped menstruating more than 30 years. Who is this visitor that is so full of our food? And he just said, he will just tell me about children now. For children, I have given it to other people. God promised, but it is not for me anymore. It is for other people. God will bring the children from other people. Come on, look at what he's saying here. You may have situations in your life that is like that. That God promised over you, you believe that you have outgrown it. Or you believe that situation of life can never make it happen for you anymore. Maybe it's because you don't have a father or you don't have a mother. It's your mother who took care of you. Your father is not there. Your, 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 your mother is not there. Your father is not there. Whatever condition that you found yourself. Oh, I don't have papers. I don't have whatever. Any condition that you found yourself, which is your interpretation, that blessing can never happen, whatever the case may be. You are the one I'm talking to. In this week, God will make it happen for you. God will make it happen for you. Because it is the appointed time. You see, look at what the woman said. No, 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 go back. So Sarah laughed. I am worn out. And my master... Walks with walking stick with his leg. It takes him some minutes to cross the zebra crossing. Look at the next verse then. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? God sees all your sorrow, all your weeping in your secrets. All your crying all these days, all these years, all your aspirations that have been frustrated. All your visions that have been dashed. How many times you have relied on men and man have disappointed you? God saw it. He saw when you cried, even in foolishness. He's not angry with that. Because God has appointed this week to be the week that he will visit Christ with Tabernacle. I say God has appointed this week. He will visit you in this building this week. I say heaven will descend upon this house this week. He will answer the cry of the destitute. Listen to me. CLT did not come because I was frustrated. I was a successful answer. If you don't believe that, at least you can believe what I'm doing now. Successful in anything I'm doing. I did the Institute of Child Arbitration. I got distinction in it. If somebody is arguing about my LLM, Chatter Institute, I got distinction. I got 75. Listen to me. I have told you, anything you don't direct your mind to achieve, as a Christian, that is the only thing you cannot achieve. If you are born again, direct your mind towards anything. Heaven is waiting for you there. A Christian cannot imagine a bad thing. It will always be, whatever is lovely, whatever is a good report, it will be any virtual praise consider. If I am your leader and I teach you that God can do this, I should do it first. I should live in it first. The Bible says that those of us who live should be the example of what we teach. I told you to go to school. Go to school, go to school. Five years I went to school myself. Someone said to me that I'm too old. Well, you will join the party I'm forming of the old people who will rule Europe. We will have our European Parliament. Come on now, let's look at God here. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah laugh? Why is she sad? Why is she, why is she locked up together somewhere? Thinking, how can this be? Nanny said, Will I really have a child? Can you imagine Sarah? Somebody had given up hope here before now. Listen to me. That hope shall be realized in this very way. 
don't care what happened to you. Look, let me say this to you. You are not the only one that bad things happen to you. It happened to everybody, including myself. But let me help you understand this. Have you slept in the night and the day never came? Come and answer me. Is there somebody here, you slept one night and day never came at all? It is by the command of God in the book of Genesis. There should be day and there should be time at night and it is till today. Have you had a year that is no rain at all? Impossible. Even when there is drought, there will be rain and there will be drought. Have you had that somebody, a nation world power is so powerful and they sucked the ocean around their land and it dried up? Impossible. Because God said he keeps the, the, the the, 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 the waters in the storehouse of the deep. Drink from the ocean, it replenishes itself. Kill the pieces of the ocean, they replenish themselves. Man cannot stop existence because he did not create one. Listen to me. In this week, God will visit you. I say God will visit you. That will seem impossible in your life. The Lord God of heaven will touch it and he will make it possible. That is the God you serve for you. When he opens the book of remembrance, people rejoice. A book of remembrance has been opened in the presence of the Lord concerning Christ with Tabernacle this week. Listen, so 14 I was. He says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you, God says, at the appointed time next year. God told us that last year, and this is the appointed time this year. I say this is the appointed time this year. God has returned to this house. I say God has returned to this house. God has returned to this house. Listen to me. In the day of God's return, he says, I will have compassion on Israel. I will have mercy upon Israel. The Lord will have mercy upon you in this week. He says, I will return to Israel with mercy. I will return to Christ with tabernacle with mercy. Let all CFT churches globally hear me. All PBN churches all over the world that cannot be here this week. Let them hear me. In this week, the Lord who appeared unto me, 1984, the one who has shown me vision, 1990, he will return back to this house. I say he will return back to this house. It is time he's returning back to this house. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what people say. What matters is what God says. I bless the name of the Lord. Yesterday, I celebrated Pastor David's 50th birthday. From the age of 19, that God brought her. You know something? Because I'm finishing now. I was amazed. About one testimony she said. She said when she first came to Olivet, she said, I've never heard that from her. She said she looked at me and I looked like her father, who died when she was four. And she said, I walk like him. So that is what God made us see to establish her because our destiny is interlocked. I didn't know that, but I fathered her. Not knowing that what she's thinking. Can you imagine for 31 years I didn't know that is what she saw. And I was saying to her, I want to meet your mother. I was seeing a woman so distinguishedly displayed. I want to see your mother. The day we saw mommy, she said, her mother said, this your pastor look like my husband. And he walks like my husband. Listen to me. Even if physically I don't look like him, if the way in the physical I'm, I, I don't, I don't uh, walk like him, the fact is that that is what God wants them to see. And I think I'm really, 
I really work like the father. Because I saw the photograph of that man yesterday. I said, ah, look at this man. This is the father. And we have, we have some similarities. When her father died and her mother decided to take care of this children, You know something God told me, Mama? Listen to me. You know, when we get to heaven, many of you will be shocked at our records. She labored over the children. She refused to marry. And she kept working, working. The little she knew about God, she taught the children. Ethics and moral. When she was 19, the mother sent her to England. The cousin said yesterday that when they came to England, they thought that people don't go to church in England, people don't serve God. The, the day they landed, the second day they landed in England, if you tell me that God didn't hear the prayer of the mother, you, you help me understand what your definition of God answer prayer is. She left a 19-year-old child who is dearest to her mind to go to England unaccompanied by anybody. Whose hand did she leave the girl? God's hand. It is a very emotional thing to leave your daughter at 19, knowing that she doesn't know much. Vulnerable. Especially from the predators men. Young boys who are full of fantasy and devils. Who look for a, a young girl to pray on. And you find them a lot in England. But God had her prayer. The second day she landed, God brought her right to me. And when God brought her, she's not the only one. Why, am I not, why did I not pick interest in all others? Because of the mother's prayer and the standard she had established. There is a God somewhere. And when I took her up, I took her up like my own blood child. My house, you saw the photograph in my house when she was there. My house is their house. There is no such a thing as secret thing. I don't have a secret. They know everything. And then in this church, God gave her her husband. In this church, I have named all her children. Look at them. They are all successes. Listen to me. Listen to me. There is a God in Israel. He is the God of Christ with Tabernacle. In this week, it will change your life. In this week, it will transform your life. I talk about her, and I can talk about many more of you. Many more of you. If someone says to me, I'm not a successful leader, I will ask him, what is success and what is leadership? Are we together? A fool will give back to fools. An intelligent man will give back to intelligent people. A spiritual man will give back to spiritual people. Listen to me. All what we have seen in CFT for 28 years is just child's play. But from today, you enter into deep dimensions. Stand up on your feet. You know we're going to pray? Our prayer is very, very simple. Our prayer is very, very simple today. Let me say this to you. Let me climb up. I want to see your face. <laughs> Do you know something? You know something? I'm so happy for you. Hey, you didn't understand what I say. I say, I'm so happy for you. I cannot hear a response from somebody. Do you know what? I am seeing a people today who I will see tomorrow, next tomorrow, day after. Moving from glory to glory, from power to power, from encounter 
to encounter. If I'm a man of God, my words start to happen right now. Let me help you know this. The day that Jesus met Bartimaeus, blindness was over in the life of Bartimaeus. In the book of Acts chapter 3, after God visited the apostles in chapter 2, they went back to the same gate, beautiful gate, where there was a cripple. A crippled thing in the beautiful gate. That day they changed their mind. Look, let me say this to you. Something will happen to you. In this very week, something will happen to you. You will become a blessing to the destitute. You will become the repairer of the bridges all devastated. By the power of the Most High, the Lord will take you to the high that He has ordained for you. Power from heaven will fall upon you. Lift up your voice and we will give God the glory. Bless the name of the Lord for this hour. Thank God for what God is doing right now. Thank God for what we are about to enter in this new week. Give him praise, he who lives forever and ever. Thank God for yourself that the Lord God of heaven will visit you. Your prayers are answered in this week. Thank God. If I were 